0: Hey everybody, welcome back to an all-new episode of Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast. This is the show that takes a deep dive in the world of 80s cartoons and all of the glorious insanity therein. My name is Randy, I'm your host on this journey, and once again we are taking a look at the five-part G.I. Joe miniseries, Arise, Serpentor, Arise. And this week we're taking a look at part four, but before we get into that, I gotta let you know that Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast is a production of Geek World Order. Go to GeekWorldOrder.com for all the latest, greatest, and geeky content and media. Follow us on social media. Subscribe to us on all the major podcast provider platforms. Leave a rating and review. Check us out. You'll have a good time. All right, but let's get into the episode. All right, so we open up the episode. Uh, Of course, at the end of the last episode, Sergeant Slaughter is being held above the open bay doors of the Cobra Carrier craft. The bats have him overhead. They're gonna throw him on Cobra Commander's orders, but Mindbender orders the bats to stop. They they close the bay doors, and quickly Sergeant Slaughter is put into chains as the Night Raven pilots hit Sarge with stun guns. <clears throat> well, Cobra Commander, he's not happy. Because once again, he's been betrayed by his guards, his confidants. Man, this man is having no luck here. So, as Cobra Commander is being a whiny little emo, Mindbender orders the bats to carry the Sarge away and put him into the punishment module. Ah, good old punishment modules. Might be a nod to the original Star Trek episode, Mirror Mirror, which f- utilizes the, uh, the crew of the ISS Enterprise, utilizing Agony Booths. Gotta keep that troop morale up, right? <clears throat> anyway, Dr. Mindbender goes over his evil plan with Cobra Commander, telling him that he's gonna add the Sarge's DNA into the mix to replace... Sun Tzu's that was lost in the previous battle well Cobra Commander just is in absolute disbelief of this it's like yes sure yes let's put the DNA of our enemy in this yes let's just create a living traitor so he walks away and Destro even kind of remarks that the Cobra Commander actually kind of took that news uh, rather good-naturedly. But Dr. Mindbender has realized, eh, maybe we shouldn't trust this guy. And more than likely has a very treacherous plan about him. And he instructs Destro to keep an eye on the good commander. So we cut to the Joe headquarters. Well... Oh boy. The Joes are not looking so good. Like they're driving back into headquarters. Like the the vehicles are clearly limping busted tires, battle damage. Hawk asks for a report. Beachhead informs him that they have suffered twelve percent casualties and forty percent of their vehicle fleet has been either redlined or destroyed at this point. So I had to look this up because they mention, Duke mentions that none, there were no fatal casualties or maybe it was beachhead. Someone in the G.I. Joe's command structure mentions that there were no fatal casualties. So I didn't realize a casualty just meant someone who was injured or killed in a skirmish like that. For some reason, I thought casualties meant deaths. So, hey, what do you know? 80s cartoons, once again, are causing me to learn something here. Because, you know, obviously we can't have fatal casualties. Can't have them green chairs dying because, obviously, the censors... Yeah. But even then, we still get more bad news. Hawk continues to tell the the G.I. Joe command structure that they've got reports of other tombs. So, besides the ones they went to, purposely went to save, Cobra also struck the tombs of Eric the Red, Rasputin, Julius Caesar, and even others that are unnamed. So, it's time for G.I. Joe to start going on the offensive. So, he asked for volunteers for a rescue squad. And to go straight to the Terror Drome on Cobra Island and rescue Sergeant Slaughter. Meanwhile, we cut to the Cobra base on the Terror and we see some televipers bringing in a case here. They've they brought in a protoplasm armature into Dr. Mindbender's lab. Destro is bringing up some very valid points here about um, possible mutations in the DNA. Unexpected results that might occur from losing Sun Tzu's DNA. So Dr. Mindbender replies that he's just going to let the chips fall where they may. And he's perfectly fine with using Sergeant Slaughter's DNA as a substitute. <clears throat> so at this point, I must ask the question, um, so what research and development, what calculations has Mindbender made? About adding Sergeant Slaughter's DNA. Because to me, this dialogue sounds like it is absolutely zero. And pretty sure this is not going to go very well here. So we cut down to the Cobra prison chambers where Tomax and Zaymont are inside the cell with Sergeant Slaughter. He's held up with chains. There's a red light glowing. So I don't know, maybe some kind of like weakening ray, I don't know. So they say state that it's time for them to complete their experiment in biology 101. They set the device on Sergeant Slaughter, who tells them straight up, "This better kill me or else." So they turn the device on, they extract the DNA from the Sarge, we get the glowing green again, and then our, and the Sarge is knocked down. As the twins exit, they joke that that the good Sarge will be unconscious for weeks. (sighs) Cobra Commander is, of course, watching from his secret lair. And it's like, literally, right as the twins are walking out, like, I swear, it's seconds later, Sergeant Slaughter is getting up. Like, this is literally... Um, what the wrestling business calls a no-sell. Like, someone hits a finishing move and the guy just pops up. Doesn't stand there, doesn't, you know, they don't act like they're hurt. Like, they just get up like it was literally wind whipping through their hair. This is what the Sarge did. And now the Sarge is trying to find a way out. And Cobra Commander notes that this man has the constitution of a vending machine. So we see the Sarge get up. He finds a control panel on the wall by the door. And he sticks his thumbnail. And starts unscrewing the control panel from the wall. So Scrap Iron sees us. He's like, oh, I need to tell Dr. Mindbender. He's like, no, 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 that's fine. We don't need to do anything because we're off as uh, well. Cobra commander is off to uh, to make sure things get out of hand. And as he says, get out of hand, we get to a close up of Cobra commander's hand and there's a pink pill in this hand. Wow. We're just kind of foreshadowing the next scene here, aren't we? So we cut back to the to the chambers. Uh, Tomax and Zaymon have delivered the Sarge's DNA to Dr. Mindbender and Destro. They've got the they hooked the machine up to a a big old tank thing. It's got like liquids and whatever. So it... So the DNA is mixed in with these liquids. It goes into the mix. And Dr. Mindbender explains that he is finally ready to give life to the inert protoplasm. And of course, right at this point, Cobra Commander enters the room. He's yelling for everyone to stop. And Destro's like, yeah, your timing's not so good. Uh, you go back there and watch while the real men do work. So, yeah. They literally turn their backs to Cobra Commander. Like They're paying him no attention. So, of course, he walks right over to the DNA canister with Sergeant Slaughter's DNA, and he slips the pink pill right into the mix. So... Dr. Mindbender orders Destro to place the containment shroud around the protoplasm and he activates the biothermal inductor. Eh, everyone else is just kind of unimpressed. We see some energy crackling and. Well, something is happening. So, right at this point, the sergeant finally gets to the control panel from the cell off the wall. He opens the door and he does this great move where he just leaps out, kicks a Viper in the face, grabs the guy's gun as it hurls midair and just continues on his merry way. (sighs) So scrap iron tries to tell Destro this. However, Cobra command just like, no, 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 be quiet, be quiet. This is more important. Just, you know... Absolutely not caring that Sergeant Slaughter is running around and... Well, obviously hoping that, uh, You know... Maybe the Sarge will cause some trouble here. So, yeah. So, anyway. Mindbender is screaming his head off. So that the perfect being will rise. Well something rises here well what rises from the table is just this giant drooling brown goopy looking monster that leaps off of the table and just begins to tear crap apart and so as it tackles dr mindbender the twins know it you know it's a monster and to which Mindbender goes, I know that, you idiots. Get him off me. Yeah, so this thing, um, what's the best way to describe how this thing looks? Y'all remember the Golgothan shit demon from, uh, Dogma? Yeah. Kind of looks like that, but uglier. <clears throat> so it looks like Mime- Dr. Mindbender's gonna get eaten. He's in danger. Will Dr. Mindbender survive? Who knows? Well, we'll find out. But after a quick commercial break, uh, so we'll be back in just a moment, folks. Get great-looking hair. You don't need separate shampoo and conditioner. Get it together in just one step. Get your hair clean, more manageable. There's one that does the work of two. For control you can't get from shampoo alone. Shampoo plus conditioner in one. Hiya, kid. Been a long time. You were something. (laughs) You're still a klutz. You're still using Bounty. Bounty's the quicker picker-upper. Here's looking at you, kid. (laughs) Now there are two new reasons why you should try extra sugar-free gum. New extra winter fresh. New extra cinnamon. With refreshing flavor, you'll enjoy an extra, extra, extra long time. Try them soon. Monday on Al. When's the last time you changed the blades in this razor? It's a close shave when ALF goes out on a date. Wednesday. <laughs> date. It's a double date with double trouble. Then the Hogans are buzzing with excitement. Let's do it! When the boys start an all-out war of practical jokes. Trust me. ALF and the Hogan Family, Monday. I tell my patients that it's important that they not only get a diaper that protects against leaks, but It's important that a diaper keep a baby's skin dry. Dryness helps to promote healthy skin. These issues are more important to me because I'm Ashley's father. Introducing a diaper with the air-dry system. Different because now the top sheet has air pockets right underneath so it can absorb irritating wetness almost instantly. Wetness goes down into a lock-away core. Air goes up, leaving the top sheet so dry you can prove it with powder. Ashley liked the diaper very well. If a parent were to ask me, I would recommend this diaper. What a great improvement. Today's Ultra Pampers Plus with the Air Dry System. Because healthy skin begins with dry skin. The slashing prices. They're talking deal. Talking to flame bro patties with melted cheese. And who's doing it? We do it. For a limited time. Burger King double cheeseburgers. 99 cents. That's two. I too two. Plain royal patties, a quarter a pound of beef with two slices of cheese for ninety nine cents. So get on down for ninety nine cents double cheeseburger. Who does it? We do it like you do it for only ninety nine cents. At Burger King. Year after year, more dentists recommend Crest than any other toothpaste. Show them your best, ooh yeah. Show them your Crest, yeah yeah yeah. Show them your Crest. Why brush with anything else? Best, best. Clear the bench for night court and let it all hang out. Yes, Harry! Because the game's getting ready. Ready for your makeup, dear? For cameras in the courtroom. Then the dads are back and the bets are on. Whoever gets the first date with her wins. Who will score with a sexy Morgan Fairchild? No rules. My two dads after night court Wednesday. All right, and we are back. So we get to the monsters running around, tearing up the laboratory. Luckily, someone distracted it so that Mindbender doesn't die. But he has no clue what's happened. He's going on, oh, my calculations were perfect. What happened? So Cobra Commander slips out the blab. <coughs> and he just kind of shuts the door behind him and slides a big wooden bolt to lock the door. But our big mean monster doesn't care about that. As he literally bursts through the door and runs out. Cobra Commander does absolutely nothing. Because, you know, he doesn't care. And Destro is peeved. He's like, you have a weapon. But you did nothing to stop the creature. He's like, um, yeah, that's exactly what I did, Destro. So this thing is now loose in the Terror Drone. Uh, crimson Guards are running around. They're yelling. And they're being thrown downstairs and just all over the place as the creature continues its rampage. Cobra Commander sees some vipers in pursuit of the creature. And is like, actually, you know what? You guys, you go recapture slaughter. D- don't worry about that so, Mindbender is running around with the twins and Destro, and he's more or less figured it out that someone contaminated the DNA stream. Meanwhile, we see Sergeant Slaughter breaking out of the Terrodrome, and so the Crimson Guards, they're aiming their weapons. <coughs> But before they can shoot at the Sarge, the creature breaks through the walls and just knocks the Cobra troops all over and escape. We cut to the Joe Tomahawk featuring our team of adventurers, led by Beachhead and Lift Ticket who are right who are flying the tomahawk. And at this point, um of course the terror is on alert. There's vipers running around. And yet somehow. Beachhead's confused because they should be flying low enough that they shouldn't be detected by Cobra's radar systems. Yeah, yeah, they're going to have fun with this, aren't they? It's going to be a long night for our Joe forces. And so we cut down to another part of the Cobra Island here. And the dreadnoks are playing cards. And, well, surprisingly... Ripper noticed that it is a very heavy breeze going on to which buzzer responds. Are you playing cards or giving a blooming weather report? And just so happens that Thrasher has binoculars and realizes that it was not a, a just a regular heavy breeze. It was a Joe Tomahawk. So he kicks over the table and gets the Dreadnoughts moving. So, the Dreadnoughts launch into their swamp fires. Thrasher and the Thunder Machine. <clears throat> Wheel. <clears throat> and they begin to attack. The Joes mount a counter-assault. But, we're having a, they're having a little bit of trouble aiming. Beachhead tells Lift Ticket to hold the chopper still so they can shoot the Dreadnoughts. But, uh, Lift Ticket responds, Whale... I could hold still or we could be shot down. So he does some fancy flying and through some trees and gets most of the Dreadnoughts to crash. Well, except for one. Monkey wrenches is here and he manages to uh, hurl a pack of dynamite at the helicopter and manages to take it down. And the tomahawk crashes. <clears throat> so we see Dr. Mindbender in his lab, cleaning up things, going over his calculations, trying to figure out what's going on. And we see Scrap Iron come in. Hmm. What is Cobra Commander's closest personal confidant doing in Dr. Mindbender's lab? Well... He says he has some information to sell to the good doctor, who says, Yes, if the information is useful, he will pay a million gold serpentines. Also, how much is a serpentine worth? Like, is this, um, like, is these equivalent to US dollars or is this more like, um, a US dollar peso kind of exchange? What what exactly does a million gold serpentines equal? I need some math here, folks. But Dr. Mindbender hands Scrap Iron a bag of money. And he reveals that it was indeed Cobra Commander that messed up the genetic experiment with a mutating virus. It all makes complete sense to Dr. Mindbender now. So we cut back to the forest. The Vipers are searching for Slaughter. The Joe Tomahawk flies overhead and he realizes he needs to catch up with his buddies before the Cobra Cobra does. So, he sets off into the jungle chasing after them and begins picking them off one by one. He catches some. He's like he takes a whole stun and just swats it with a giant tree branch, like it's insane. And he goes to find the last few, and real, and somehow, he walks up to the wreckage of the stuns, of a cobra stun, bunch of co- unconscious cobras. Well, and the sergeant is kind of wondering what the heck is going on here. And he finds out very quickly, as the monster is rushing towards sergeant slaughter whatever will sergeant slaughter do could this be the end is this the one that takes the good Sarge down well we'll find out in just a moment folks because of course according to our lovely tv trope database we have to go to commercial break so we'll do that right now and we will be back in just a moment folks I had drawers full of dingy t-shirts that got so white they had to be a liquid bleach. But there wasn't. It was weird. Which statement's true? One, this woman is perfectly normal. We're the weirdos. Two, this woman can't separate fact from fiction. Three, this woman tried New Tide with bleach. The answer is three, because Tide with bleach whitens better than any other detergent. That means a sock this dirty gets only this white with other detergents, but gets gleaming white with Tide with bleach. It'll knock your socks off and get them whiter. New Tide with bleach the nutrition in kellogg's mini wheats helps keep me strong and limber but the kid in me loves the frosted side as much as chopping timber. the shredded wheat keeps my future bright but the kid in me finds the frosted side a mystical delight <laughs> kellogg's frosted mini wheats delicious frosting for the kid in you shredded wheat nutrition for the adult in you the fiber in mini wheats gives me a great start when it comes to the great taste i'm just a kid at heart i'll have what she's having <laughs> David Letterman invades primetime. Oh no! And he's armed with Eddie Murphy, Betty Davis, Robin Williams, Madonna, and other really big stars. Plus, he shows his love for animals. Maybe you'll get you some. Maybe you won't. With the stupidest, stupid pet tricks of all time, it's David Letterman's seventh anniversary special in primetime Thursday. Hershey presents Symphony. A masterpiece of chocolate made with more milk than any leading bar. It's smooth, creamy with a whole different taste. Destined to be a classic in chocolate. Symphony. Hershey's Symphony. Also available with almonds and toffee chips. Watch Sally Jesse Raphael starting Monday at 9 on KSBW 8. eating your breakfast so you busy later on you want to rake a few leaves no nah. mom did kevin call Ooh, kevin kevin only about four or five times i saw him giving debbie green a ride yesterday grow up cut it out teach him outside with that bye mom the new 96 ounce bottle for minute made who's kevin <laughs> a new way to get a handle on your morning all right and we are back And as the creature hurls itself towards Sarge and Slaughter, the two begin to fight. The creature tosses Slaughter in the air, but is able to quickly recover, kicks the thing in the face. Well, they fight around some more. Sarge flips the creature on its back and eventually snaps its neck. Yeah, that's kind of brutal. So... He's got the thing by the... He grabs the thing. And he's like, You fight like you look. Ugly. And sloppy. So he's holding the creature in its hand. And at that point, it begins to melt. And the Sarge notes, You know, I've faced some pretty spineless opponents. But even this is ridiculous. And right at that point... Zamot and Tomax and a number of Vipers begin begin to surround the sergeant, but the sarge grabs the remi- the goop from this creature and flings it at the twins, who who yell, "He blobbed us!" And at this point, sarge gets by them, but Scrap Iron and Destro are here. And they have their own squadron of vipers. <clears throat> well, Sarge is a bit done at this point. Now, uh that line about being blobbed <clears throat> might be a reference to Ghostbusters. And Bill Murray is lying from the movie He slined me. <clears throat> yeah. So we see our team of G.I. Joe's. Who at this point includes low light, dial tone, Leatherneck, lift ticket, mainframe, wetsuit, lifeline, iceberg, and beachhead. They begin their run towards the pterodrome. In which we happen to cut back to. As sergeant slaughter is being tackled. So that they can extract his DNA once again. You ain't using my molecules to fight G.I. Joe. So it takes four bats to to knock down sergeant slaughter who's still moving but they've barely got him pinned enough for dr mindbender to complete the dna extraction and this time he orders them to secure the sergeant chains yeah let's not yeah let's not take any more risks this time folks right Alright, so we cut out to the Terradrome here. Uh, security is looking really tight here. So, they need a way in. Beachhead tells Lifeline to walk up to the Cobra Vipers and ask if he can use their phone. This is a little bit of an odd order. But Lifeline, he's like, are you serious, Beachhead? Yes! Go do it. <clears throat> so he does. So they, the vipers, are very concerned. <clears throat> They're not understanding what's going on, but they check him for weapons. Yeah, because Lifeline's going to have a weapon on him, and a bunch of G and the Joes sneak out, and they punch all the cobras in the faces and knock them all down. <clears throat> Lifeline, he's like. Well, Beachhead, why didn't you tell me I was going to be a decoy for violence? Because I didn't want you to say no. So the Joes <clears throat> enter the base and they realize this is not going to be their favorite place in the world. Because, well, they're entering the base. This, the, yeah, it it's clearly this is it's going downhill from here. Getting in the base was the easy part. So we cut back to Mindbender. He's running some last-minute scans on the various DNA canisters. And as far as he can tell, everything should be right. The Sarge is struggling in the chains. Destro positions the shroud. Mindbender flips the switch. Things are going on. Cobra Commander enters the room. He's yelling for them to stop. He's berating Dr. Mindbender. And just over the canister with the DNA of Ivan the Terrible. So at this point, instead of just a discreet pill, Cobra Commander has a full vial of his mutating virus in his hand. And Scrap Iron is the one who stops him. Saying that, He has to do this in order to secure Coba's future and his own. And Cobra Commander is shocked that he's been betrayed by his own confidant. And he is now the object of scorn of many. Okay, but really, this is where you're shocked. Your own personal elite guard have literally turned their backs and their weapons to you multiple times in this miniseries. And now you're shocked that your own confidant has betrayed you? Listen, man. Listen. You should have realized this just a little sooner. So <clears throat> Destro grabs him and tells him, Listen, you failed. And chucks him at the wall. <clears throat> And basically saying, you know, hey, you stay out of the way, or you're getting put in chain in the chains as well. So to make things even more chaotic in this confusion, Go Commander decides to strike a deal with Sergeant Slaughter because they definitely have a common enemy now. So Slaughter agrees to. Wreck things here. So, Cobra Commander shuts down the power to the electro chains. And at this point, without the electricity, the chains are cheap garbage. Slaughter snaps him off, and he straight up uses them to attack Scrap Iron, who he straight up knocks off his feet. The twins, and he manages to smash the tank with his DNA. Throws Destro into one of the machines. So now, at this point, Mindbender's mumbling about how help is so hard to find. But at this point, also, they've turned the machine on, the electricity is flowing, and now there's no slaughter DNA. So, well, we absolutely know... Nothing what's gonna happen at this point. <clears throat> scrap Iron tries to bash Slaughter over the head with a pipe Well all it does is dents the good Sarge's hat so he just calmly turns around stares Scrap Iron in the face and headbutts him Scrap Iron goes down like a ton of bricks Sarge punches his hat back into shape. And now at this point, Mindbender is screaming like he's Dr. Frankenstein. He's just yelling, Arise! Arise, my perfect creature! Arise! And at this point, nothing's happening. Slaughter... He's just kind of sitting there. He grabs Dr. Mindbender, cocks back for a nice punch to the face. You know, just, you know, knock. Cobra Commander is just sitting there screaming, knock him out, Sarge, knock him out. But at that point, everything begins to shake. We cut outside. And the Joes think it's an earthquake, so now they really need to get going. <clears throat> Although there is an animation error here, because it looks like Mainframe is um, animated twice. Now, him and Lifeline both have the the, the techy-looking backpacks. I'm thinking the one to the left, closer to Mainframe, or closer to Leatherneck, if you're watching the episode. <clears throat> More than likely should be painted as Lifeline. But yeah, the animator used the mainframe coloring twice there. So we cut back to the lab. The shroud arises. And and we cut to a man. He cuts to a voice. Deep and gravelly. Kind of sounds like Rodimus Prime. uh, With a head cold. But yeah, because yes, it is the voice of Dick Gautier, who voices both Rodimus Prime in season three of Transformers, and the character who is now introduced with his opening line. Know that I am the one you seek. I am the one born to rule, destined to conquer. Let those who fear me follow me. Let those who oppose me Die. For I am Serpentor, and this I command. Ha <laughs> ha And with that, we get those words to be continued. Stay tuned next time for the conclusion of Arise Serpentor Arise. And yes, folks, we'll be back with part four we'll be back with part five to wrap things up but yes Serpentor has finally arisen as the title of the episode implies what will happen in part five well you're just gonna have to tune in next week and listen folks hit us up on social media like us on all the podcast provider platforms and we'll see you next time